Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host JT and your co-host Christy. Hey! Today we're going to talk about some of our most memorable, um, you know, memories as a wrestling fan. Um, pretty much everything that, you know, we're going to talk about happened within the last decade. The first thing we want to, you know, talk about is AJ Lee's Pipe Bomb. Anyone who is a wrestling fan back in 2013 definitely knows about this. Um, this was, in my opinion, the best female promo that I've ever witnessed. And this happened on a very interesting day. This was the day that um, my wife and I, Christy, got married. We were actually on our honeymoon in the hotel room. She was cooking dinner. I'm sitting there watching Monday Night Raw. And, you know, AJ Lee comes out there, tears Total Divas a new one. And I loved it. I loved every minute of it um, for a lot of reasons, to be honest with you, because everything that AJ Lee said was true. Mm -hmm. She didn't come from a wrestling family. She wasn't, you know, modeled up and all like, you know, the Bellas and who else was out there, Eva Marie and all that kind of stuff. She got hired and she got to where she was because she was good. She didn't, you know, need to be on a reality TV show just to get famous and popular. And like that really like that really like made me feel really good because, you know, Total Divas, honestly, like it was a guilty pleasure at first for me. But it got to the point where I'm like, yeah, you know, this is really silly. This is clearly scripted, even though it's supposed to be reality, you know. I want, you know, our women in our division to be focused on wrestling, not, you know, reality TV shows. And, you know, I feel like a lot of these wrestlers who were on that show got this extra exposure, not just, you know, because of the fact that they were on this, you know, show, but they, you know, they had to have storylines for the show in the actual ring. So they were taking up time from, you know, some of the more talented wrestlers. So I really liked AJ Lee kind of like, to me, it wasn't a heel thing, even though it kind of technically was supposed to be, but it was kind of, you know, her standing up for the other women in that roster who, you know, don't necessarily have the kind of looks that WWE was looking for, for, you know, the Total Diva show. And like I said, that just happened to happen on the day we got married, which was um, pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. So you remember that uh, pipe bomb pretty well? Yeah, I do. Yeah, because I remember uh, you were in there just cooking uh, spaghetti and meatballs and AJ Lee's out there cutting the promo, but yeah, that was a that was a really good one. That was probably one of my favorite ones out of this um at on this list. Um, then the next one is a uh, Page, Page's debut. Now, um, I was a huge fan of Page for a little while before she came up to the main roster. Uh, you know, I actually used to watch NXT just for Page, so seeing her actually debut was you know huge, and this was. Before I got like really hardcore into, you know, reading news and rumors online, and also this her debut was really shocking. Even from what I heard, no real, not many people really knew about it anyway. So it's not like it was something that was being rumored and speculated in the first place. But for a long time during AJ Lee's reign, my wife would always ask me, "Hey, who do you think's gonna, you know, dethrone AJ Lee?" And I would always say Paige. And I'd be like, "You really think they're just gonna have her come up from NXT?" Have her take the title, and he, yeah, I, yeah. yes, I do. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's not gonna happen. So when uh during the episode of Raw when Paige debuted, uh, Christy was taking a little nap. <laughs> was, she was, I was out. I was passed out. <laughs> I was doing my best to hold in my you know emotions just because I did not want to wake her up. She had work early the next day. I think 
I think the worst I did was just like squeeze your leg a little bit, just out of excitement. Um, I think I did wake you up. No, actually, I don't think you did. I just re no. So I rem I do remember waking up. I don't remember if you intentionally woke me up, but I remember like waking up and because at this point, like I was a huge AJ Lee fan. And excuse me. Um, you had I had woken up and you were like. Paige just debuted. She just took the title from AJ. And I, I just remember being like, oh, and just like laid back down and just passed back out. And I think you had um, like sent me clips the next day or like overnight or, you know, whatever. You had texted me like the YouTube video of it. And I was like, what? I was like, I really can't believe like she just came and just took the damn title <laughs> like you predicted. I, I was very, very shocked. Um, and I mean, if any of you have seen fighting with my family, apparently now, I don't know how to the point that movie is just because, I mean, they did leave a lot of stuff out of that movie that, I mean, they left page, whole, all of pages NXT title run because when she debuted to the main roster, she was still the NXT women's champion. Um, they completely left all of that out in the movie, and I, I don't really know why, but supposedly they didn't even tell Paige, or The Rock told Paige, she was going to, you know, that was happening the next day, the night before, on the uh, paper, uh, WrestleMania, was it WrestleMania? Yeah. Yeah. So, again, I don't know how, you know, accurate that is. I don't know if they just did that for the movie or what, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was very kind of, like, last-minute thing it seemed like and um yeah it was it, yeah. was it was very unexpected she found that like the day before like in real life i think that's how it went on the movie too but yeah it was yeah, so it WrestleMania. was it was very surprising i actually was expecting tamina to turn on aj during that promo just mm. because at the time aj had gone through everyone she went through the bellas natalia cameron naomi Caitlin and there was really nobody left. I mean, I couldn't imagine them doing any kind of feud with like Alicia Fox or, you know, Eva Marie or anything <laughs> like that, you know, so I kind of figured, you know, it, it would be Tamina, you know, not really thinking that it would be Paige, even though I was realistically expecting, you know, this feud to happen eventually. I, you know, considering that Paige was still the NXT Women's Champion, I didn't think she was coming up right away. So when she did, I was stoked. That was one of my favorite debuts that I've ever, you know, witnessed. Because honestly, nowadays you kind of, you know, know when it's going to happen. You know, either they announce it or you just hear rumors. That was a shock. So that was a that was a nice little treat for me. And just that feud in general is one of my favorite feuds. That was a lot of people considered a dream feud. Like when they got into their ring that day, fans were chanting, this is awesome, before they even touched each other. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is because I was Team AJ for so long. And, you know, because AJ was my, you know, main roster girl. Paige was my NXT girl. I loved AJ's reign, and Christy wasn't really the biggest fan of her for a very long time. Yeah, I I don't know what it really was, um, but I I just did not, I, I just wasn't feeling her. Um, but, I mean, turns out she, I mean, she's one of my all-time favorite female wrestlers. 
Yeah, and uh, the funny thing is, of course, when uh, Paige debuted, you know, I liked Paige more, so Paige became my number one on the main roster, and Christy was like, I thought you were all about AJ. I'm like, yeah, but this mm-hmm. is, you know, this is Paige, and then all of a sudden, you became a big AJ fan, so it's like, we kind of, like, we're battling each other, and all. And I remember the the day when uh, AJ Lee returned, because after she lost that title after WrestleMania, she, she, took, just, some time she took, like, three, four months off. She randomly came back one day and took the title Ooh, and from And I, I was so Paige. mad at you because you ruined that for me because you are always reading rumors and this and that. And I remember that night you were like, oh, AJ Lee's returning tonight. And I was like, how do you know? Oh, I read it online. I'm like, well, it's just a rumor. Like, you know, you don't, you never you don't know, know for sure. But and yeah, you were yeah. sleeping. No. Because I, yeah, I remember I woke you up and I was like, Paige lost the title. You're like, to who? And I was like, AJ Lee. like, what? Like, just kind of <laughs> sparked up, you know? But yeah, that was a really good feud. Could have been so much better, though. I feel like WWE kind of really fumbled the ball with that one. Because um, at first, the thing is, Paige's character kind of irritated me a little bit because she was this badass, I'll kick you in the face kind of, you know, person in NXT when she came to the main roster. At first, she's like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not ready, you know, kind of like. She looked really nervous, and it's like that's not the page that I knew in NXT. But the feud was still great. It just it could have been a lot better. It got better when she turned heel, and then they, you know, um, after quickly ended her feud after that with uh, AJ and had her AJ feud with like the Bellas for a little bit. But still was on one of the, you know, something I when I think about you know my past and watching wrestling, I always think about that feud. Mm-hmm. Now, the next one, now, this is more of a Christie thing um, back in, I believe it was either 2012 or 2013, but when Rey Mysterio returned after being out for several months' injury. Yeah, and so I, if you watched, um, what was it, our very first, no, it wasn't our first podcast, but um, we actually think it might have been, but we did a podcast about, like, how we got into wrestling and... I basically got back into wrestling. So I used to watch it when I was in like elementary school and I stopped watching it kind of in like middle school, I think it was. Um, And then I started watching it again after I met Jake because he watched it. So I remember we, you know, were watching it one night and, you know, I wasn't totally back into it yet. Like I kind of watched it just because you know, Jake put it on the TV. So, you know, we were just chilling, you know, watching wrestling and then his theme hit and I just like froze. I dropped, I dropped everything because, you know, it had been years and years and years since I had even seen him wrestle. And he was somebody that I really looked up to when I was little. I loved his wrestling style. He was one of my favorite wrestlers. And I just remember like hearing his theme hit him coming out and I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. I just started like bawling my eyes out because I was so happy. I was so excited that like my child. You're bawling your eyes out right now talking about it. No, I'm not. Um, But yeah, it was just like awesome. Like being able to see him again. And I mean, he's been on and off for years now. So, and he's kind of teased recently about retiring. It seems like, and I kind of hope not because I mean, nobody wants to see, you know, one of their, their childhood favorite wrestlers retire. I mean, it would, to me, it would be like, you know, like the Undertaker, like officially retiring or, you know, somebody big like that. Like he, I don't know, just, he just means a lot to me. So. 
Yeah, I remember that moment. Just you sitting, your you were sitting there on your knees, <laughs> eyes all teared up, and I was like, "You, you like the land much?" <laughs> I did. I do. But I'm moving on to the next moment. This is actually one of our, you know, hilarious moments that we witnessed on TV. This was when uh, CM Punk oh and Chris gosh. Jericho were rivals. Their feud. This was <laughs> shortly after their WrestleMania 29 match, I believe it was. They had a set because the whole storyline was, you know, CM Punk was straight edge. He doesn't do drugs. He doesn't drink alcohol. Chris Jericho was exposing CM Punk's, like, family and how, like, I think his dad was an alcoholic, his sister was a drug, drug addict, addict or something think, like yeah. that. So, basically, what happened in the segment was um, Chris Jericho was beating the crap out of CM Punk, and then he uh, <laughs> grabbed yeah. some whiskey or... No, he had... It was beer. It was beer. No, it was a bottle. Uh, it was what? a bottle. I, yeah, it was, I think it, it was it whiskey. Doesn't. It was supposedly some form of alcohol. It was whiskey. Um, and he was pouring it <laughs> on CM Punk's head. And he's like, drink up, Punk. And then because <laughs> of the fact that he's pouring it all over CM Punk, the there was floor, a floor was wet. That, <laughs> and he started, <laughs> like, you know, after he poured the alcohol on him, you know, he started either kicking him or punching him. And he just slips and falls <laughs> right that on his head. That was hilarious. And it's just like, you know, those moments are, you know, you're, he's trying to be a heel and, <laughs> you know, he just like, what do you do with that? Uh, that was like, you bust your butt. He got up real fast and yeah, played it did. off though, but still like, it was pretty funny. I'm sure they went backstage after that and laughed about it. Well, speaking so this wasn't really on our list. We could have made a lot longer list yeah. than what we did, but, I mean, obviously we can only record so much, but really quick, can we <laughs> just talk about Titus O'Neil? Yes. <laughs> Slip and slide. <laughs> so, you can kind of start. Yeah, this so this the... was at the Greatest Royal Rumble about a year and a half ago, and there was like 50 people in the Royal Rumble match, but uh, Titus O'Neil came out, <laughs> and just like any wrestler, he's like jogging down there, and then, you know... They they switch over to the ring and you don't see him get in the slide in the ring like all the normal wrestlers do. And then you hear um, Michael Cole just die and laugh. And then you see and they switch back and you see Titus O'Neil crawling Crawl. out. I'm like I'm thinking what the hell is this guy doing? Is he trying to get some weapons or something like that? And then they just keep laughing. And I'm thinking like did he really just fall under the ring? So I'm curious. I'm thinking I'm thinking like they're not gonna show it. Oh, they showed it. Yeah. <laughs> they showed it. And then I think it was Brian Saxton just trying to play it off and say, hey, like, let's just get back to the match, you know. <laughs> and then he, once you know the camera, and then you just see him just trip and just perfectly slide right under that like, ring. I mean, his whole entire body yes. just goes under yeah, the you ring. Don't, you don't know. Like, how does that happen? How many times I've watched that video. But he's lucky there wasn't anything under that ring. They could have busted his head Yeah, he could have got hurt. But it's like the impact of that was just... They and, had a shirt for that. Oh, my gosh. And all of the memes that came out. My favorite yes. one, it was like having a guy slide into your DMs. Yeah. Like. <laughs> That was awesome. Of course, you know, I run it because Christy wasn't watching us. So I run into the room, turn on the Royal Rumble, or, you know, the, the, and the you know, whatever. Or you, you may have had it on, but you weren't paying attention. Because like, they were, they kept showing the replay. They showed that replay so many times. <laughs> and then when you saw that, or you were dying laughing. I, yeah. That was no doubt about it. The funniest moment in the history of all of us. And I cannot imagine anything being funnier. Than that, mm-hmm. but it, that'll it, never get old. Yeah, that will never get old. Every time I watch that, I laugh. <laughs> you know, there's some things you know, just in time, you just kind of it's not funny anymore. But that you know, no, it hasn't that... gotten to that point yet. 
All right, so now the next moment. Now, this is uh, when the uh, Brock Lesnar and the Undertaker streak at uh, WrestleMania 30. So this was the first wrestle. Well, this was actually the first pay-per-view that actually streamed live, not including the NXT TakeOver arrival. But when the WWE Network came out, anyone who had the network within the first year or two knows it kind of sucked. It, yeah. it's, it's weird. Like, some pay-per-views, it's fine, but it seems like we have the most issues on the bigger pay-per-views, WrestleMania. Well, yeah, because I think there's more, so many people, people yeah, watching. watching it. But, yeah, so this was WrestleMania 30, and I think a lot of people got it for free, too. I think they had one of those, you know, free month, you know, kind of things going on for that um, WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So we were having a lot of issues with the network, you know, constantly needing the buffer and freezing and stuff like that so we ended up being behind a good like probably five minutes from what actually was going on yeah and one of uh we yeah we touched base on this one uh, also on a previous podcast but one of my friends mind you who doesn't watch wrestling he's one of those oh, I'll, I'll watch wrestlemania you know like, yeah i mean you could bring up wrestlers and he couldn't like he literally well him so it's actually my good friend's husband but yeah literally like don't doesn't watch wrestling at all and for whatever reason that specific pay-per-view they decided to order they did it old school ordered it on the tv and of course now i learned better (laughs) to not really be on social media during like big pay-per-views because obviously not everybody is going to be you know on like to the same minute to the same second so but yeah I was you know just scrolling on Facebook and of course nobody thinks the Undertaker is going to lose right because he's at this point been undefeated for 21 years I think he was 21 and 0 yeah yeah but the thing is though Everyone thought if, you know, if slash when he ever would, you know, lose at WrestleMania, it would be to one of the younger upcoming full-time wrestlers. So we all thought Brock Lesnar, he's well-established, he's mm-hmm. part-time, he wrestles two, three times a year. He is not going to be the one to dethrone The Undertaker. This is, you know, just a match that WWE was doing just because they had some kind of encounter during a UFC event. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like, you know, people wanted to see that match after that. So yeah. it just seemed like a big money match. You know, it didn't seem like you anything, know, you know, you yeah. weren't expecting anything. And so, you know, I'm scrolling through Facebook and sure enough, my friend's husband made a post about, you know, the Undertaker lost his streak. And I was like, what? And I'm sure I said something or my facial expression and Jake was like, no, you said the undertaker lost. No, not at first. I was like, Oh, I think I said, I was like, Oh my gosh. And you were like, what? And I wasn't like really thinking it just like came out. And I was like, the undertaker lost. And he, you're like, what? No, you didn't. I'm like, no, like Travis, which is my friend's husband. No, Travis just posted that the undertaker lost. And like, right. As I said that, that's when it happened. And I just remember that feeling of just like disappointment. Like I, I can't even like so many emotions. Yeah, that was the first time we've ever had a live pay-per-view spoiled for us as we yeah. were watching. Because that was, like I said, the first time the network ever happened. Um, well, first time, you know, there's a pay-per-view on a network and all that. So, um, yeah, that was, that was disappointing. You know, and like, I, mean, you I didn't, even... I, I wanted to have a real life shock moment watching it. Like I didn't want, like already known it was going to happen. You kind of already just kind of were underwhelmed. And yeah. Just like, okay, when's this going to happen? Like no, that sucked. Like what an asshole. Yeah. Shocked. I mean, I would have like... deleted him after that. <laughs> 
I mean, he, he didn't know, you know, but it wasn't really his fault. But well, you're yeah, not a wrestling I, fan, don't post about it. <laughs> but I just remember, like, just in the crowd, like, it was Yeah, it was silent. weird. It was awkward because they didn't play Brock Lesnar's music right away, too. They they waited, like, like five, ten seconds after he pinned Undertaker. So I guess they wanted Pro- to, to kind of soak in the crowd. And yeah, kinda, to get yeah. the reaction and hear all the gasps and the... Just seeing the looks on the face, I you know, that know. was crazy. It was... I mean, that was probably the worst thing. To me, that was probably one of the worst decisions WWE could have made. Yeah, like, the idea was decent. Like, the idea was building Brock Lesnar up so he could pass the torch, but then they kind of messed up on that, too, because when Brock, technically, I don't think Brock, technically, he lost at WrestleMania 31 in that triple threat, but he didn't get pinned because that's when Rollins cashed in. Mm -hmm. But they just didn't you know execute that storyline because i think the whole plan was for roman reigns to actually beat um brock lesnar at the main event of 31 but the fans had you know been rejecting roman reigns so that's when they you know pulled a pulled a rabbit out of the hat and had stuff but this that was just like a horrible idea the payoff overall it it just didn't make any sense like there was absolutely no point yeah for them to do that and i've always said you know even when i was younger like when the undertaker streak gets broken i feel like that should be like he's retired he's completely done with wrestling i don't understand what the whole point was with him losing his streak and then continuing to wrestle, you know, like his normal, you know, yeah. once or twice a year, like it, that didn't I, make any sense. I thought he would be done. So. Yeah. Brock. And the fact that they had Brock Lesnar end his streak it also doesn't make yeah. sense at all. Like they really should have taken somebody, like you said, newer, you know, passed the torch on to them, somebody that, actually deserved you know to proudly say they defeated the undertaker at wrestlemania the only thing i could think of is they didn't know when undertaker was going to retire because every year he always hints about retiring so i think it was hey he might retire we need someone to beat him and maybe they didn't have a young because at the same time they had a lot of young upcoming wrestlers but i don't feel like any of them were ready for that kind of moment like you can't just have someone come up wrestle for a year they shouldn't have had him lose his streak Oh, I'm saying they didn't know he was going to, you know, we don't know. I mean, there's a lot of decision-making that goes on backstage, you know. I I will say at the time there wasn't anyone, anyone who was ready. Like, Roman Reigns wasn't at that level to do something like that. Neither was, like, a Bray Wyatt or anything like that. Like, now they got a lot of wrestlers who can have that big, you know, passing of the torch match with The Undertaker. Well, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, well, if he's retiring and it's his last match, it still means something. Just depending on who it is, but yeah. So the next moment we're gonna talk about very similar. Well, this was Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair Ooh. at SummerSlam back in 2016. Sasha Banks had walked into that pay per view as you know the Raw Women's Champion, and Charlotte Flair left with the title. Now this was all on you. This was on me. Yes, and speak. that this was only because. We were, we were streaming the network on either one of our computers. I don't remember. No, it was on the PlayStation 3. Are you sure? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, doesn't matter. And it was lagging so bad, and I was just getting so frustrated because I'm like, I need to see this. Like, it just kept freezing, and it and at some points it would, like, 
hurry up and cut to the to the prison or whatever. Yeah, it would do that little like fast forward. Yeah, kind of like thing. yeah, like skipping. Other it, times it would literally just like freeze, and I, oh, I just like I could not take yeah. it. Mind you, this was our most anticipated match of the the whole car. We were yeah. huge Sasha Banks fans, and she had just won that title mm-hmm. for the first time like a month ago. Probably, mm-hmm. We were expecting her to retain, but still, yeah. this was a hot feud, and we really were excited to see you know our girl. At a big, you know, pay-per-view event like SummerSlam defending mm-hmm. it. So, the fact that the network was acting up the way it was during that match. It, it seems I... to act up at its worst during the matches <laughs> that we want to see the most. Yeah, I I just could not take it. So, I got on my phone. And I was watching it on my phone. It was up to speed, up to date. And, again, wherever we were streaming it from was still way far behind. And... I watched on my phone Sasha lose, and I just started crying. Yeah, because I remember, I, <laughs> I, remember so I was mad that you were watching on your phone, because I just I, knew you cannot hold in your <laughs> And I'm thinking, I told, don't say anything, don't say anything. And, and, I, then, and I didn't, I didn't say anything. But you were over there cry, crying, <laughs> like a little kid. And I right then and there, I knew it happened. I knew you weren't crying out of joy. I couldn't help it. So I knew I Sasha so lost. I was so mad. I turned off. I turned off the pay per view. We didn't watch. Really yeah, any. I yeah. turned it back on later during the AJ yeah, Styles I, and John Cena match. Yeah, you had turned off and you got so mad. You came in your man cave game room and I don't know what you were doing, but you were just like, "I'm done. I'm not watching this." Anymore. Yeah, because it's like I was already pissed at the fact that they had Sasha lose that that whole story made no sense how they kept having you know Sasha lose that title mm-hmm. but it just it pissed me off because I had been waiting because she had been on that main roster for a little over a year at that point for like the first six months they really didn't do much with her other than her just be a member of team bad so when they finally put her in that title picture they kept messing around they had her lose at Wrestlemania and then they took her out and had I think Becky Lynch was the new challenger and they finally put that title on Sasha, and then they take it off so soon. I was mad, and then the fact that that match was spoiled for me, I was even more <laughs> mad. So I was like, you know, screw this. I'm not watching. And I think like we've, I, we've had a couple moments like that where, you know, we were just like, I'm done. I'm not watching this anymore. <laughs> I was mad. Yeah, that that was uh, one of the worst booking decisions I think WWE ever made. It. The whole and the thing that irritates me the most about it is it's because and this is not taking anything away from Charlotte Flair. She is a fantastic wrestler, but she has the amount of title reigns that she has because of her dad. Her dad is known for you know he has sixteen world title reigns. They're trying to make her you know the female version of her father and have her have this historical you know number of title reigns. And like I said, it was at the expense of Sasha Banks, and it really you know irritated me. I'm sure Charlotte Flair's probably going to win again at uh, Clash of Champions, but, you know, that's not important. But, yeah, that was um, one of the bad, memorable moments. It's kind of <laughs> funny looking at it now. That was years ago, and, you know, what's done is done. But, yeah, we still look at it and laugh about it. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next one. This is going to go a little bit backwards. This is when uh, – Three of the four horsewomen debuted on Raw, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Sasha Banks. Now, one of my most anticipated episodes of Raw, um, because of spoilers, I knew that they most likely were debuting. There was, like, a picture taken, like, in the parking lot of, you know, like, Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha walking into the arena. So, you <laughs> kind of figured they're going to debut on Raw. And um, that's when um, Paige came out. 
to cut a promo and then you know the you know the bellow army came out and then stephanie came out and then she you know she brought out first brought out becky mm-hmm. and then charlotte flair so then you know um team bad comes out which was naomi and tamina and they're like hey don't forget about us we're all the competition you need and then that's when the boss comes out <laughs> that was a really interesting debut because usually when people debut it, it's either a, if they're like a tag team or they're individuals but this was like three big major names in nxt debut and not just on the same night but the same segment so this i feel like to a certain extent watered things down a little bit but i still was excited it was more so for Sasha the debut i i you know i was excited about charlotte flair and um becky lynch as well but it was just so nice to see you know um Sasha debut and i thought it i thought they presented it pretty well you know you had um all three NXT girls look strong at the end. You saw them putting each member of the Bella Army mm-hmm. in their own submission. Oh, I, I love that. Oh, when Sasha grabbed Nikki by her hair and Hell threw her yeah. down, I was like, yes. I love that Sasha. That's why we love the heel Sasha. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was, um, you know, an interesting storyline, though. It, you know, the storyline itself was kind of like it because when you debut so many people at once, it's hard to give that spotlight to any one of them. Mm-hmm. But um, it was like I said, it was my most anticipated, or not, I don't want to say my most, but one of my most anticipated episodes of Raw ever, just because um, I knew they most likely were debuting, and that's one good thing about spoilers. If you know something's gonna happen and it's something you want to see, you're going to definitely want to actually, you know, watch the episode rather than oh, I'm gonna watch this. It may or may not be good, kind of. Scenario. Yeah, but see, so my take on that, and like I understand that because I know you say well. If somebody knows what's going to happen, they're more likely going to watch it because, you know, every now and then, like, The Undertaker will make an appearance, and it's, like, that's a huge surprise, you know what I mean? Like, and of course, if people know he's going to be on the show, they're more than likely going to be watching it, but my thing is, A, they should be watching anyway, right? I mean, come on now. And number two, I don't know, like, I I like being surprised. Like, I... Oh, I do, too. Yeah, so it's like... It's 50-50. Like, you yeah. like the surprise, but then, like I said, it's... You also want to... It's nice being excited for a show to knowing something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. All right, now the next one, and this is kind of uh, all on me kind of thing, because I don't think you have much of an opinion on it, but The Rock. So The Rock came back, you know, several years ago. Um, he it first started with him hosting WrestleMania 27, and he ended the night, you know, giving uh John Cena the rock bottom and you know costing him the match. But then we it, that led to um was that Raw 1000? I I know he had a Survivor Series match teaming up with Cena against R Truth and The Miz, and then they had that big main event match at WrestleMania 28. And, Ooh, one of my most highly anticipated matches ever. I don't care what people say about legends and part-time wrestlers. It is The Rock. <laughs> Nobody will complain about The Rock coming back unless he physically just cannot go in the ring anymore. Fans love him. I mean, it just the energy that comes, you know, oozing out of his pores every single time. <laughs> every single time he comes out, his promo skills. But even he is so, like, in the, in its perfectly worded he is so electrifying every time he is out in that ring whether he's rock bottom and you doing the spine buster the people's elbow the sharpshooter everything he does is must see and it is i mean it's good for him that he you know had a very successful career in you know hollywood but imagine if he would have stayed yeah oh 20 time wwe champion oh (laughs) my goodness but yeah he was 
he was must see, and I was so excited. I, you know, people were mad about him being beating CM Punk and all this. I was fine with it. You know, I mean, it was The Rock. It was, you know, it definitely was a good business move. I mean, when when The Rock won that WWE Championship, of course, you know, it was being talked about all over social media and the news and media and all everywhere. Everyone was tuning in. You know, former fans from back in the day were tuning in to see The Rock at the WWE Champion again. I mean, it was just a good nostalgia feeling seeing one of your favorite wrestlers from back in the day wrestling again and holding that title and all. It was a pretty good feeling. And it was one of my favorite moments because, I mean, still to this day, my favorite all-time WrestleMania was WrestleMania 28. And a big part of it was because of that match versus John Cena. That was a good match. They had, you know, a lot of people don't really talk about that match anymore. John Cena versus The Rock, both the, both of those matches were fantastic. Mm-hmm. And they were so excited, especially all the the close near falls at the end. Oh, ah, that match gave me a heart attack, and I was in my <laughs> early twenties then. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, and I want to see The Rock come back so bad. You think he will for another he, match? He will. I mean, there was a thing article saying that he quietly retired or something like that. He is going to come back for at least one How do you one quietly match. retire? He's a rock. He doesn't quietly do anything. <laughs> but he is going to come back. That is, that is not an opinion. That is a fact. He will come back because the thing is, if he was set in stone never going to wrestle again, he would have been inducted into the Hall of Fame by now. He is, in my opinion, the biggest name um, that does not actively wrestle right now too i'm not being the hall of fame i think he'll definitely have you know the match versus roman reigns eventually not the most excited for that yeah but it will see depending on how they book the story i feel like a roman reigns heel turn will be needed to really generate a lot of interest in it but i definitely want to see the rock versus brock we've seen that we saw that at SummerSlam back i think in like 2003 but i wasn't in the wrestling i had stopped watching by then I want to see Rock versus Brock part two. Um, I can't really think of any other Rock matches. I'm like dying to see. I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him versus AJ Styles. Just because yeah. why not? Uh, I think AJ Styles is someone who could actually like really carry that match and really look make the Rock look good. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock versus Adam Cole would be kind of cool too. Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy versus anyone would be kind of cool. <laughs> he is good. At this point. <laughs> he is so good. I actually kind of wouldn't mind him, you know, switching over to NXT and having that feud with Adam Cole, baby. All right, so now the last thing. This is kind of two things in one. We're going to talk about the first ever women. I'm going to add to this, too. She's going to add to it, too. The first ever women's Hell in a Cell match and then the first ever women's Royal Rumble match. And the first ever women's ladder match. When was that? Er. Money in the bank. Oh, okay. I mean, I know this has been plenty of women bladder matches, but I don't res- remember any of the, you know, the first one. Just ignore me. It's been a long day. Yes. Um, you want to do the money in the bank first? Since to me, that's the yeah. least relevant. Yeah. So, first ever women's money in the bank match. And I'm just going to cut to the end. Carmella wins by, uh, what's his face? James Ellsworth. Yeah. Grabbing the briefcase. Yep, and handing it to her. Now, I don't think I had ever been I I wasn't mad. Um I guess disappointed 
is the right word. I had never been so disappointed in a match in forever WWE history that I've been watching. To me, that was just like the biggest slap in the face that WWE could have given the women in that match. Now, I don't know if it was necessarily intentional. I don't know if... I think they just weren't thinking. I yeah, think they, they I, had their eyes on Carmella to win that match. And like, hey, James, they just probably let's make would, this a storyline. Yeah, like they, they probably just think, thought it would be like funny kind yeah, of thing to they didn't think, have oh, him. This is the first ever Women's Money in the Bank match. Yeah. We cannot have a male hell. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is the women's moment. So I don't think they think about that. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, they, they should. Yes, they, they need to. <laughs> they, they, there's, too, there's too many people backstage who are you know part of creative and too many too many people making decisions and it's just it, it's just, it's just too much and there's you know they're overworking themselves and yeah. like there's just too many heads turning and you know, however you say the same but yeah yeah it's you know it's gotten clearly a lot better but yeah at that time oh god they were it, terrible i'm and i mean Everybody, everybody. They had to redo that so, match, wasn't it? Yeah, the, two they, days later on SmackDown. They, yep, they they redid it. Yeah, I mean, they, we were they in, still had Carmella. Yeah, we win. were on vacation and we were watching it in the hotel. The episode of SmackDown in the hotel, and of course they still had Carmella win. Yeah, to well, me, because that really shows well, how scripted. Well, yeah, I mean, she was supposed to win. Obviously, like it's fixed, but at the same time, they redid it because. Of how pissed off yeah. everybody was. Because, you know... It's like remaking a bad episode on a TV show. Yeah. Because they were like, this is ridiculous. Like, it's the first women's um, Money in the Bank match. And you have a man interfere and basically Give hand her, her yeah. you know, the briefcase to win. Like, it's bullcrap. Yeah, everybody. And even, like, the crowd that night was pissed. Yes. Um, so, you know, they ended up redoing it two days later. And, like I said, of course, they still had Carmella win because she was supposed to win, which it is what it is. I feel like they should have had somebody yeah, else. <laughs> somebody like, else win. I don't really see what WWE has really seen in Carmella. I mean, she's Really, she's, she's pretty. So, eh. She can dance, but Ooh. to me, that's the diva era. Like, yeah, we're in an era where the the wrestling is focused. Now, that's one thing is she had this really like badass character that just was over. Because you know, like, there's there's women out there that are decent in the ring, but their character is so strong and mm-hmm. their mic skills. Carmella, there isn't really. I'm not into the character. At least me, she's I don't. Just so annoying. Maybe yeah, she is. Maybe her merchandise sells well, and that influenced them to do it. I don't know, but that was just such a waste. Like she, her, they didn't really do too too much with her as Miss Money in the Bank, from mm-hmm. my knowledge. And then when she did win that title, it was ridiculous. Like they had her, they they tried. I mean, they had her go over Charlotte. They had her go over Oscar. That pissed off fans. Like that was just a. Uh, disaster right there i mean mm-hmm. and then it even irritated me at um at the wrestlemania she won the women's battle royal match not that winning that match really means anything unfortunately but it's like why do they love this girl so much i like her doing what she's doing now with our truth that is what she's good at i don't like I'm, i don't look at her as this really competitive in-ring talent yeah nothing against her but she's just she's not an oscar she's not a sasha banks and a becky lynch you know and, you know, I don't like WWE pushing uh, uh, any wrestler based off of their looks. I, I, I look at the, I look at, you know, their talent, their character, their mic skills, you know, what they mm-hmm. bring overall. You know, don't just say, oh, you're beautiful. Let's 
give you this briefcase or anything like that. I mean, look what happened with Eva Marie. <laughs> yeah, she didn't really do much. She you know, dorks. No. <laughs> but um, the, the this is actually my most excited one. That, well, actually, I, I like them both pretty evenly. But the first ever women's hell in a cell match that, that was, was exciting. So bad ass. Yeah, that was. You know, other than the fact that the end of the match was botched because I know Sasha Banks was supposed to go through the table, that match was point on. Like, the buildup could have been, I felt like they should have had more bad blood in the, the buildup. You know, I remember they had, like, a contract sign, and they didn't even touch each other. Mm -hmm. Usually they there's some kind of brawl, but seeing women inside the helm. So I had wanted that for, you know, a few years. I remember I really wanted that match to happen with AJ Lee and Paige. Yeah. That would have been a good opportunity, but, I mean, Sasha versus... uh. Um, Charlotte, probably the next best, well, actually the best thing, actually. So it's kind of nice that they holded it off. But this match was exciting. They kind of took a page out of, you know, the McFoley storyline where, you know, Sasha was beat up before the match and she had a, she was getting taken off by the, mm -hmm. the you know, the medics and all. And then she, you know, she came, came back. back. Yeah. That match was so good. Another yeah. match that a lot of people, you know, when they talk about it, they talk about just as being the first, you know, Hell in a Cell match. It was the first women's match to main event a main roster pay-per-view and it was good mm -hmm. that was a fantastic match i mean every match they had in that rivalry was you know fantastic but i, I love that match seeing you know women inside hell in a cell for first time because i think that's actually like other than that iron man match they did with bailey and sasha and nxt that was really the first big like stipulation match they did with women because yeah. that was before the money in the bank that was before the first ever women's Royal Rumble and Elimination Chamber and, you know, all those. That was the first big one, and that was such a big moment. Now, of course, you know, we saw Sasha walk in as champ and walk out without the belt, which kind of sucked again. But it was just, it was such a good match, and just the passion and the heart that Sasha Banks had, you know. I think I even, like, teared up a little bit, because if you just, like, look back at how far women's wrestling has come it's it's just unreal and yeah. i even remember being little watching wrestling and just thinking to myself like you know seeing a tlc match seeing you know the money in the bank match the hell in a cell match even just like a, a cage match you know why don't they have them for women and i mm -hmm. i just never really understood why they didn't and i mean of course that was you know the diva error and it was they hired models and they hired, you know, whoever for their women wrestlers that had absolutely no wrestling history. And they hired them solely on their looks. And I mean, if you read AJ Lee's book back when she kind of first started, she was trying to get into NXT. One of the things they had told her, um, I don't know the word for word quote, but they flat out told her, like, you know, you're good, but no one wants to fuck you. And it's just it's just kind of sad that that's how it used to be. You know, like they hired um, Eva Marie from like a divas search. She has ab she had absolutely no wrestling experience, nothing. I mean, yes, yeah, she was an athlete. I think she played soccer or something like that. I don't, I don't really remember, but other than that, you know, she had no wrestling experience and look how she did in the ring. She was absolutely, I don't think I've ever seen, and no offense to her, 
but I don't think I've ever seen anybody be so terrible in the ring than her. Yeah, she didn't have a rest, a single wrestling bone in her she, body. I mean, it just was awkward watching her wrestle. It was, and I mean, I I guess she tried because I mean, she did get that one on one training. She did go back down to NXT. Yeah, with um uh, Brian Kendrick. Yeah. Yeah. And she she, she tried, I guess. She, yeah, I mean, she did get a little better, but it still wasn't like, you know, you have people like Charlotte, like Sasha, where it just kind of just everything comes natural to them. And then you have other people who you can just tell that they're doing it as like a like a a job. No, not at like like choreography. You know what I mean? Like they're solely doing stuff like the moves that you know they learned in training, and it, it just doesn't flow right. Like it's it's very choppy. Their matches are just very choppy. They only know about a few moves, mm. like Alicia Fox. I'm sure she's such a nice girl. She's beautiful, but I, I just cannot stand watching her in the ring. She literally does like three moves and that's like all I feel like she knows. Mm-hmm. And, um, but no. So anyway, what I was getting at was just looking back at how wrestling used to be for women, you know, the mud matches, the bikini matches and, you know, the, or the brown panty matches. Like it's just really degrading how everything used to be and now look at the women they're having you know these 30 minute iron man matches they're having these hell in a cell matches and it's it's awesome it is it is so awesome and i could not be more happy excited for these women in this day and age but a little actually a big piece of me just wonders how the division would be different if aj lee were here because there's a lot of controversy on when the women's revolution started. Some people will say Paige started it at around the same time that Sasha, Becky, and Charlotte came up from NXT. I am a firm believer that it was tiptoed on by AJ. That night that she cut that pipe bomb that promo, whatever you want to call it, I feel like that was kind of the start of it because that's when you really started seeing people talk about, hmm, you know, maybe she is where, you know, she actually had to work to um, get to where she is. She wasn't ever handed anything. You know, she wasn't hired solely because, oh, she's pretty and she's a twin. Let's hire them and, you know, we'll, we'll figure the rest out later. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's my take on that. Yeah. So then the, <laughs> the last match, you no, know, in this little uh, category is the first ever women's Royal Rumble match. This was big. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the last of the stipulation matches, I believe, because they had already done the Elimination Chamber, but Money in the Bank, Hell in a Cell, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know they did the last women's standing match after this but the, this this was huge this yeah. was really big because i mean royal rumble is a big four pay-per-view so them and these royal rumble matches are you know over an hour long so mm-hmm. them adding another one was just crazy yeah and it was 
it was so awesome and everyone was anticipating this so much because it's like you know there were so many options they can because the women's roster had well like maybe like 20 yeah it was pretty women. small and i mean there's Not, yeah so we knew there's guaranteed surprise all, nxt yeah. legends all that kind of stuff and it was ww did this so well they only had two women from nxt a lot we were all expecting a lot more they had ember moon and Kyrie Sane, but I think they did it perfectly the first year because I did this most recent year. We saw a lot more NXT women yeah. in it. They did it perfectly because they had women from all over the place and mm-hmm. all different, you know, um, generations. And this match was perfect. They had, you know, the diva era. They had the ruthless aggression era, the attitude era. You know, Trish Stratus, Lita, Molly Holly, mm-hmm. Kelly Kelly. Um, what's Undertaker's um, Michelle, Michelle McCool. McCool? You know. Um, who else was in that that you know kind of legend from the past? I know they had Jacqueline, they had um, yeah. uh, Tori Wilson. That mm-hmm. was really cool. You know they 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 had women. Stacy Keebler. Stacey, she wasn't in the match. She was. I'm pretty sure no, she was. No, she was not in the match. I would have known her. Mm. Stacy Keebler was not in the match. If you want to confirm it real quick, but yeah, um, it was just awesome seeing all these different women mesh together. Like we saw, you know. Becky and uh, Lita, you know, battled that a little bit. You know, the the one you no know, confrontation that stood out the most to me was, you know, the Sasha Banks and Trish Stratus still to this day. That mm. is a dream match. Mm-hmm. I want. We even saw, you know, feuds from the past, you know, kind of, you know, them had their moments like Mickey James and Trish Stratus had their moment. Asuka and Ember Moon had their moment. It was uh, it was really fun. We even got to see Sasha, you know, who was a face at the time, do a little heelish, you know, kind of um, – little heelish moment um and then you know we got to see asuka win and at the time that was when asuka was you know at her peak she was undefeated you know we were kind of thinking like she's either gonna win or she's gonna lose this is her first ever loss even though it's not a pinfall or submission lost it's like is that really how her first loss is gonna be yeah but it was uh it was a pretty well booked match i know it had decent amount of boxes in it some people like to nitpick at that kind of thing but you gotta understand this match is full of a lot of women who haven't wrestled in years you know mm-hmm. what do you expect yeah and they and not only that not it they have all those rust to shake off you gotta think they don't have chemistry with you know really any of these you know current yeah. women mm-hmm. so it you know a lot of that was expected but i didn't care about that it was fun it was nice like i mentioned since we knew there was going to be a lot of surprises in this match especially because like i said the women ro- roster had like 20 and charlotte flair and who else i think it was alexa bliss yeah. They they were outside watching the match with their titles. Right. So that was two more women. I think there was a few injuries on the roster. Just, we knew we were going to get a lot of surprises, which made every um, participant, you know, so anticipated. Because we're like, is this going to be a legend? Is this going to be NXT kind of thing? Well, when, you know, on the with the men's roster, we knew there's going to be a handful of surprises and that's it. So that was extremely exciting. Now, after the match... I know you weren't excited for it. I really was. That little oh. Ronda Rousey came. I was so excited for that because that was uh, Ronda Rousey's debut. Now, I'm not as excited about her as I was then, but, you know, I was a huge Ronda Rousey fan in UFC. She was the only reason I watched UFC. And just and I had really wanted to see her come and wrestle for WWE for so long. And finally seeing her have, you know, that in-ring moment after she had that, you know, WrestleMania 32 segment. It was exciting. It was really exciting for me. Um, I know you, like I said, you weren't really the most excited for it, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm not. 
I'm not a big fan of Ronda Rousey. I don't have anything against her, like, personally. Um, you see that picture of her finger? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have anything against her, like, personally. It's just, I just don't like the fact that WWE is kind of, like, mixing and taking, um, like, UFC, ex-UFC fighters and bringing them. You know, like, when Ronda was, you know, obviously the um, UFC fighting is completely different than WWE wrestling. And when Ronda, like, first came to the WWE, obviously she had to train because in UFC, like, that's real. Yeah, she was training for a few months. I'm sure she was, yeah. But, I mean, it's still, like, it's not something you learn overnight. She was... Like, you could just tell her matches. Like, she was being way too rough in the ring. Yeah, especially Stephanie. Man, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that, um, with Alexa Bliss dislocated oh, her yeah. shoulder or whatever. Like, so that's kind of why I'm just not a big fan of her. Just because, like, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, she has a, a fighting, not necessarily wrestling, but a fighting background. But, um, I just, I don't know. I just don't feel like she belongs in the WWE wrestling yeah. community. After seeing her, you know, in a full-time run, I kind of, like, wished it just would have been a handful kinda, of matches. Yeah, like a... Have, I wanted her to have a one-on-one match with Stephanie. Of course, mm-hmm. I wanted that mixed tag team match with her and The Rock. Yeah. I just feel like she's overhyped a bit. And, you know, I mean, yeah, she was a huge deal in UFC, and that's great. But, honey, this is the WWE. <laughs> like, you need to earn your respect in the WWE. You don't just get it when you walk in the door. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, that wraps up our segment. Um, thank you all for tuning in and listening. Make sure that, you know, you drop us a comment on our tweets. Let us know what you think about our um, our episodes. Uh, and, you know, let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about. Yeah, um, give us ideas. Yeah, give us some ideas, too. Because at the know. time, we honestly just, we just come up with it at the last yeah, minute. Yeah, we came up with this one on the last minute, too. <laughs> but, I mean, give us some ideas. Don't forget to submit some questions to us, too. Like I said, you can uh, DM us. You can uh, comment on any of our posts. We were, we, like I said, as long as it's wrestling-related and as long as it's appropriate, we will answer it. Um, and also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at OFaceWrestling. You can also look us up on Facebook as well. Um, on Facebook, we also have a group, so you can go to the group section and look us up. Um, we're trying to get some, you know, serious conversations in there. So yeah, look us up on Facebook as well. And thank you all again for tuning in. Bye.